There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Of the Lamb, there is oh, wonder walking in the Lord. Of the Lamb, there is power. Oh, wonder walking in the precious blood of the Lamb. Of the Lamb, there is oh, wonder walking in the Lord. Of the Lamb, there is power, power, wonder walking in the precious blood of the Lamb. Of the Lamb, there is wonder walking in the blood of the Lamb. There is wonder walking in the precious blood of the Lamb. Of the Lamb, there is Wonder walking in the blood of the land. There is power, power. Wonder walking in the precious blood of the land. Of the land, there is power. Wonder walking. In the precious blood of the Lamb, one more time there is power. He wants the walking in the blood of the Lamb. There is power. Oh, wants the walking in the precious blood. Of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and give him all the praise. Hallelujah. Celebrate him. Glorify his name. He is Lord. There is no Lord beside him. There is no God beside him. He is the majesty of He is the wonder of the entire universe. He is the mystery of the entire universe. And we bless His name. And we adore His name. And we magnify His name. And there is not else beside Him. Hallelujah to the King of glory. Hallelujah to the Lord of God. Hallelujah to the mighty one of Israel. The holy one of Israel. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of Jesse. He alone that is glorious. The stem of Jesse. The star of Jacob. The almighty. The king of glory. The mighty. And the lofty one. That is not this eternity. We give you praise. We give him adoration. We give him majesty. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our Father and our God. El Olam. The everlasting God. El Shaddai, the blessed one. The all-sufficient God. Elohim Bethel, the God of the house of God. El Elion, the strong one. Adonai Jehovah, the sovereign Lord. 
Jehovah The Lord sanctifies us. Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present. The Jehovah Shalom. The God is our peace. Jehovah Jireh. The God is our provision. Upon your throne of beauty. Out of the beauties of holiness. Thou have the dew of your youth. Your days remain the same. You never grow old. I bow before your presence, Almighty God. The Bible says, In the day of your power, Thy people shall be willing. Lord, I remember, In the day of your power, Jericho fell down flat. In the day of your power, Nebuchadnezzar's knees trembled. His visage changed. He was smitten to become an animal in the wilderness. In the day of your power. In the day of your power, that Savior trembled. His knees knocked. His visage changed. When he saw the handwriting of the Almighty God pronouncing damnation and pronouncing curse and judgment, the judgment that is irrevocable, the case and the judgment without appeal. Many, many, second Ufotin. In the day of your power, Pharaoh was smitten dead in the Red Sea. In the day of your power, blessed Father, Herod was smitten dead and instantly maggot came out of his body. In the day of your power, Sarah, 90 years old, became pregnant. In the day of your power, Anna became pregnant and had many children. In the day of your power, Leah, barren Leah, became a mother of many children. Barren Rachel became a mother of many children. Father, this is the day of your power. Holy Spirit, this is the day of your power. Arise and manifest yourself. This is the day of your power. Move in your majesty. This is the day of your power. Move, blessed Holy Spirit. This is the day of your power. Rise, O oh God, upon the pews and upon the pulpit and declare and manifest your glory. There is no God beside you. We praise you. Lord, I remember the day of your power. Ezekiah sick unto death. Was pronounced to die. Ezekiah knew you were a God of mercy. He pleaded his case with the God of mercy. And mercy triumphed over judgment. And Ezekiah had 15 more years unto his age. The Bible says that you turn the sun 10 degrees backwards in the sun dial of Ahaz. Just because your mercy endures forever. Father, your mercy endures forever. In the day of your power, the blind saw. The dead head, the lame walked. Blessed Father, this is the day of your power. King of glory, this is the day of your power. Heal the sick, blessed Father. Destroy the power of demons, blessed Father. Arise in the midst of your congregation, blessed Holy Spirit. That glory might be given unto you. That your majesty, although it's lifted up on high, we give you praise. We give you praise. Let the crooked be made straight. Let the rough be smoothed out. Let the mountain be leveled to the ground. Let the hills be lifted up, blessed Father. Oh, blessed Holy Spirit. And let every flesh be revealed unto the day of your power. Thank you, blessed Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Put your hands together for Him. For this is the day of His power. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. You may be seated in the presence of God. May we open to Revelation 12. Revelation 12. I will start to read from the first verse and I will stop in verse 11. Revelation 12. You are there, say amen. What a glorious afternoon. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. 
And she being with a child cried, traveling in birth, and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And he still drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was cut up unto God, and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she had a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil. And Satan, which deceived the whole world, was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren, is cast out, which, did, which accused them before our God, their anoint. And overcame him, by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. Praise the Lord. We look at the message, Deliverance to the Captives. Can you say with me, Deliverance to the Captives. Deliverance to the Captives. I will break my message into three parts. First, I will look at the characters. Involved in demonic oppression. Now look at satanic activities. Now look at characteristics of oppression. Now I look at the cure for demonic oppression. Three areas. We look at the characters. I have purposely read this area of the Bible to paint a picture of the fall of Lucifer and it became Satan. And how that he deceived one third of the stars of heaven, the angels of God. I want to paint that picture so we have a clear picture, a lucid view of demons, their activities, and how that we are so empowered by God that they do not reside in any one of us. Praise the Lord. First, I look at the character. In verse 1 of Revelation 12, the Bible says, There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon, and our feet, and upon our head a crown of twelve stars. Now, when you hear there appeared a great wonder, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Now, if you go back way to way back to Genesis thirty seven, you remember that Joseph had a dream, and he told his father, He said, I dreamt a dream, and in my dreams the sun and the moon and eleven stars bowed unto me, they made obeisance unto me, they bowed unto me. And the father said, what is it that you are saying? Are you saying that myself, the sun, your mother, the moon, eleven stars, your brethren, you are the twelve star, will all bow before you? And his father marked that dream, and that dream came to pass. So when we say the woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, you are talking about the woman being a depiction, a figurative representative of Israel. So the woman is a figurative representative of Israel. And here the Bible now says that, that there appear a wonder that this woman was clothed with the moon and the sun under her feet and upon her head twelve stars. So the twelve stars now represent the twelve tribes of Israel. Twelve stars. Joseph being the twelfth star. And the Bible says in verse 2, And she being with child cried traveling back and pain to be delivered. It means that time is coming. The prophecy is not now. The prophecy is yet to come. It's in the future. Time is coming when the Antichrist will come to power. The son of perdition comes to power. And the Bible says that when the son of perdition comes to power, that Israel will go into a peace treaty with this Antichrist, the son of perdition. A peace treaty for a period of seven years in which there will be peace. There will be progress. There will be understanding. But because the Bible says that the, the Antichrist will never obey that, that halfway 
midway the seven years, three and a half years, the, uh, the Antichrist will turn his back against Israel and persecute Israel. In other words, there's going to be a worldwide persecution, but particularly upon Israel. So Israel is going to be persecuted, and Israel is, will suffer. That's what the Bible says, she, will, she had a pain to be delivered. Number three, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, and behold, red, dra- great red dragon having seven heads. Seven heads here depict, com- seventh means completeness. It means absolute. It depicts total, absolute wickedness. Disobedience against God. The red dragon, red, the red the old serpent, the red dragon, is, is Satan. So Satan goes into complete apostasy, hates God, opposes God, opposes man in all totality. In all totality. So there are seven heads, and the Bible says, and, is, and ten horns, and, and ten horns, ten horns, the kingdoms, the nations, the horns talk about power. It is nations that he will gather to do battle during the great tribulation. Now time is coming when after the rapture, the great tribulation come, and the Antichrist will reign for a period of seven years, and the Bible says it's going to be a period of disaster, a period of calamity, a period where God himself will visit the earth with anger, with anguish, with pain, and people will know that the Bible talks, calls it the time of Jacob's trouble. That's what Jeremiah calls it, the time of Jacob's trouble. And that period will be a terrible period for Israel. But in our Bible says in verse 4, that and he still drew the top part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. He still drew the top part of the stars of heaven. He talks about, the stars of heaven talks about the angels of God. So he deceived and rebelled uh, against God with one third of the angelic host of God. They became the fallen angels, demon spirits. So he deceived one third of the stars of heaven, of the angels of God, and the Bible says his tail drew, not his head, his tail, which means he's the head, and then they are subject unto him. He, he, they are errand boys. He sent them what to do, and the good demons, principalities, powers, fallen angels. And now verse 5, the Bible says she brought forth a man-child. She brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Now this thing talks about a time to come. So the man shall, we still talk about Israel, the one for the four thousand that will go into rapture during the great tribulation. Praise the Lord. Let's look at verse 7. Verse 7 says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. The Bible says that there was war. Satan was beaten black and blue. His angels with him. They were pushed back into the second heavens. Let's note, we have said it before, that that is the first heaven. The first heaven talks about the heavens that you see of clouds, the birds fly, plane flies, and all that. That's the first heaven, the one atmospheric heaven, the one you see. Now, there is the second heaven. The second heaven is the stellar heavens, the heavens of the constellation, of the planet, of the nebula, of the Milky Way. That is the second heaven. Now, the second heaven because it became the seat of Satan. He made his headquarters the second heaven. You remember with me the book of Daniel, chapter 10, when the Bible says that Daniel prayed and fasted 21 days. And when he did, the angel that was coming with the promises of what God has said concerning Israel, the angel was held bound by demonic hosts, princes of darkness. For 21 days he fasted. Angel Michael went in angelic assistance and broke the power of the prince of Persia, and the prince of Persia was cutted out, and answers came to Daniel. Now, it also tells you, that is why in Ephesians 2, verse 2, the Bible calls Satan the prince of the power of the air. So he makes the second heaven his headquarters. So that is where his headquarters is. So the second heavens. Now, we are still talking about the characters. Now, we are looking at a position where the fact that Satan has vowed to pervert the word of God, to make sure that he makes God a caricature in the face of his own children, and then he makes he accuses God. Without you knowing, you begin to accuse God. Why, why is this happening to me? Why is God doing this unto me? That is the activity, the work of Satan. The work of Satan is to make sure that God is, does, you believe that God does not love you. You believe that God hates you. You believe that why is God not answering my prayer? Why is God letting this happen that is happening to me? If God were there, if God truly loves you, if loves me, he wouldn't do that. Satan is always at it. And that is why Satan, in the first place, when Satan fell, the Bible says he went to the Garden of Eden. 
He went to the Garden of Eden and he deceived the woman. Because the Bible says he's a deceiver. So he went to Eve. And when he went to Eve, he said, Did I hear that you should not eat of every tree here? And the woman wondered. And Satan, so Eve fell. You know, it was a bait. And she, she took it in hook, line, and sinker. And then she now says, no, God did not say so. What God said that we should eat of all the fruit. But this one in the midst of the, of the garden, we, we, could, we should not eat it. In fact, we should not even touch it. The day we touch it, we will die. So then said, you will surely, you will, you will not surely die. You will not surely die. In other words, now, that will now cast aspersion on the integrity of God. Now, it makes Eve become inquisitive. Eve begin to doubt God. There must be something God is hiding from me. And I want to tell you that you too, in your prayer sometimes, answers are not coming. You begin to doubt God. Are you sure that God answers my prayer? Do you think God truly loves me? That is the activity of Satan to make sure that he hinders your prayer. And when answer does not come, because you don't pray enough, or you don't pray long enough, or you don't pray with the fervency or intensity in the spirit to bring answers, you know, in the heavenlies. Because you don't do that, he hinders your prayer. And you begin to accuse God. Why is God doing this to me? Why is this happening to me? Do you know that in Genesis 42, the children of Jacob, they had deceived their father. They had put their, plunged their, 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 their brother Joseph in the pit, thinking he would die there. He was sold out into slavery. Finally, he became a prime minister. And then they came because there was famine. famine. They came to his to, to, to Egypt to buy corn and wheat and all that. And he carefully put back their money and their silver coin inside their sack. Do you know that the Bible says that what happened was this. That when that happened, they were going on the way. And they opened, one of them opened his sack and looked at his, his money. He said, oh my God, why is God doing this unto us? Can you see that? These people were completely living in sin, deceived their father, sold out their brother, killed their brother. And now he, he made a fast one, a trick on them, and they said, why is God doing this unto us? It's solemn how that we have accused God, sometimes unknowingly. But there is no, the Bible says there is no unrighteousness with God. The God we serve is so holy. The God we serve is so loving. He loves you. Sickness is not for you. Sickness is for the devil. And disappointments are not for you. They are for the devil. It's Satan. It's all his handiwork. He is committed to plunder and to pillage and to ensure that the children of God cannot effectively serve their Lord. But I tell you, we will serve the Lord. I tell you, this is the day of God's power. And every power shall be broken. Every hole shall be dismantled. The name of Jesus shall be exalted. They bow him and sing the song and glorify our God. That our God is good. We bless God for his name. We give God the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what now happens is that when Satan now know, knew that it's impossible to hold back those that have known the Lord. He makes sure that some of us do not even know that there are things in our life that have not been broken. Covenants made by our great-grandfathers. Things you did while you were still serving other gods, idols and all kinds of things. And now, because you did not take time to know that, or you have known but you don't pray, or you thought that once you are born again, everything is okay. No, the Bible didn't say so. The Bible says in Second Corinthians 5 and 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He says, all things are passed away. Why? The spirit frame. Your spirit man is born again. Your soul is renewed by the day. That's why Romans says in Romans 12 and 2. So let your, our soul be renewed by the day. The body will be raptured. Our body, our vile body will be changed. That's why Second Corinthians says. And that's why it's important that when you get born again, those things you used to do, the things you are serving, your great-grandparents, what happened? Then you have to go back and you have to make declaration and break those powers that they will not touch you. They will not touch your lineage. They will not touch your children's children. Then that thing can be broken. And except you do that, Satan will still believe that covenant holds because it has not been broken. As long as the master is concerned, that covenant is broken. 
As long as Jesus is concerned, that covenant is broken. But Satan knows because you are, you are not aware. Because you are sloppy. Because you don't pray. Because you don't come by the means of grace. He believes that that covenant holds. It begins to torment you. It begins to make sure. That's what the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. The accuser of the brethren. In Isaiah 14, 16 and 17, the Bible says, He sees the man, when Satan fell, falls, the Bible says, He sees the man that made the nations to tremble. He sees the man that made the entire world a wilderness. This one that opens not his prison doors to captives. But this afternoon, the prison doors shall be opened. This afternoon, the prayer of the terrible shall be delivered. Oh, we give you praise, blessed Father. We give you praise, blessed Father. So Satan is the number one culprit. He's the number one criminal that opposes the things of God. And that is a battle. That's what the Bible says. That is a battle. Jesus says it is finished on Calvary Cross. It means that you have to enforce that battle and declare your victory and take it by. The Bible says, you see, it says we contend with the mountains and let the hills hear what we are contending. You contend with the principalities and the greater powers and let the hills hear what you are contending. I thank God for the message of the Lord. Jesus said in the book of Luke 10 and 18, He said, I beheld Satan fell as lightning from heaven. Satan is falling in the name of Jesus. I said, Satan is falling in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Satan has ensured that his workforce, demons and fallen angels, they have a structure, administrative structure, hierarchy. So he's at the top of the hierarchy, at the echelon of the hierarchy. And then he, he exercises authority from that end. But do you know what Jesus said? He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And he says, And nothing, and nothing, and nothing, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That is the king of kings. The Bible says he is the head of principalities and power. He is the head of principality and power. So when you are in him, the Bible says, you are, you are, you are hidden in him. That's what Colossians says in, in verse 3. So you are hidden in him. In other words, you cannot be seen. No wish doctor can see you. No power can see you. You are completely encased and enshrouded by his glory. And no force in hell can see you. In the name of Jesus. So Satan's Hierarchy of authority, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6, 12. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. One. Against power. Two. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against wicked spirits or spiritual wickedness in high places. Four of them. He has structured his organization in such a manner that there is job description, description and job definition for each one of them. But I can tell you, the array of Satan cannot stand. You know what God said? God says, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, that God knows the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, even the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. The pleasure of the Lord shall come to pass in your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So our battle is not with human entities, not with flesh and blood. Our battle is not with human arsenal, physical arsenal. No, no, no. The Bible says our battle is with princes and powers, spiritual entities. And Jesus says, because you are in me, you are complete in me. The Bible says we are complete in him, the head of principalities and power. Which means, whatever thing that befalls you, you can stand in the name of Jesus Christ and command that thing to go in the name of Jesus. If you cannot, it's so simple. You can take the, your other brother, your other sister, join together. The anointing will increase. Iron sharpens iron. The yoke shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus so Satan's number one job is to oppose God. Oppose God. Number two, to pervert the word of God. Completely change and rest and twist the word of God. 
so that you don't even understand all kinds of different kinds of assorted interpretations of the word of God so that people are confused. The work of Satan. That's the work of Satan. He should make a caricature of God in the eyes of his servants, of his children, so that they begin to doubt him. They begin to say, are you sure what is the will of God? If you don't know the will of God, then faith cannot even come. The will of God is the word of God that cannot change. He said, I will heal you. Say, I'm always with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Our God is good. I say, our God is good. And all the time, praise the Lord. You see, as a human being created after the image of God and his likeness, you don't even need to offend God, offend Satan. Satan hates you with perfect hatred. Because you are created, you are the, we are the only being created in the image and likeness of God. And the Bible says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visited him. You have crowned him with glory and with honor. And all things will be subject unto us. And then he goes further and he says that we shall judge angels. Not judge to put to hell, but tell them, do this, this is good. Do that, that is good. Do that, we shall judge angels. It's enough to grieve Satan. And so he goes with all his power and might to see the possibility of tearing you to pieces. But I say it's impossible. I say it's impossible. You know what the book of Ezekiel says? Ezekiel says, we are the terrible of the nations. And God has anointed us to break the backbone of Satan. And to break his power in the name of Jesus. The devil hates you. He hates you so terribly. He hates you. Praise the Lord. You see, when you see what happens in the entire world, with all kinds of religion, concocted by Satan and his fallen demons, the rulers of the powers of darkness, the princes of darkness, to ensure that the light is not seen by them. The Bible says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid unto them that are perishing, whom the God of this world has blinded their minds. Blind their minds so that they don't see. So you see all kind of perverted, assorted, different kind of pseudo-Christian cults, different kind of religion that is completely alien to the ways and the will of God, so that he will move people to hell. But I want to say that God has anointed you to preach the gospel. He's anointed you and empowered you to speak his word. And instead I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to resist, not gain say. And God has given you that mouth in the name of Jesus. He has given you that mouth in the name of Jesus. I want to tell you that there are demons that cause disease, calamities, plagues, earthquakes, all kinds of different demons. Every single sickness, every single disease to ensure that even though you have come out, he couldn't restrain you and now you're a child of God. He wants to afflict you. But I want to tell you that there is a place in God, the secret place, where nothing will hurt you. Where no power can harm you. Where the presence of God and the power of God is so intensified that Satan cannot even touch. And he says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Our God is good. He's the mighty one of Jacob. He's the holy one of Israel. I love the book of Isaiah that tells me, said, who is this that cometh from Edom with tied garments from Bosrah? This that is mighty in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. He said, I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. He's mighty to save. Our God is mighty to save. Hallelujah. And today there shall be salvation. There shall be deliverances. Yoke shall be destroyed. In the name of Jesus. There are demons that come cause dumbness. Demons that smite people with blindness. All kinds of different kinds of atrocities and infirmities and diseases. Earthquakes. Name them. And they are more prevalent. These days, because we are very close to the to the rapture, and that's why they are more prevalent. I want to tell you a particular case in South Africa. I'm going to read this book. John Gillick was a mighty man of God, used mightily of God, miracles, healings when John Gillick was alive. Matter of fact, his small encampment around Sito, it, it, it was reported that it was the 
healthiest city in America when he was there. But he was a missionary in South Africa. And when he was in South Africa, there was a plague called bubonic plague. A terrible plague. And John Gillett was writing in his book on healing. I'll read the book. I'll quickly read it. He said, this is his word. He said, in South Africa, come some years ago, Some years, some, some years ago, there was an epidemic that struck the country for 350 miles. And I rode through this section of the country. I found men dead in their bed, beside their wives, children dead in their beds, alongside, alongside others of the family, stricken with, with calamities, and some dead. And in, some single, in one single month, one-fourth of the entire population of the district, uh, both white and black, died. We had an organized, uh, organized an army to dig graves. And an army of, an army of men to make caskets. We could not buy wood enough to, 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 for that section of the country to make caskets. We buried them in blankets. Or without, and, or without, when it was necessary to save the blanket for a better purpose. I had a man in my company, who, who, who perhaps some of you might know. Now, the, man of that, the name of that man was Elias Letwaba. Elias Letwaba was a black man, a convert of John Gillick, that God so mightily used. His faith was wonderful. His, his prayer was magnetic. He could pray down heaven and destroy the powers of darkness. This name, his name... Elias Letwaba. And then he said, I had in my company, uh, who perhaps some of you know, God had appointed this man to pray, as I have never found anybody else anointed to pray. For days he remained under a thorn tree, and when I passed that way, in the morning, I would hear his voice in prayer. And when I returned in the evening, I would hear his voice in prayer. Many times, I got a, a, I got a prepared meal and carried to him and aroused him to, to, long enough to get him to eat. I would say, brother, how is it? Are you getting through? He would reply, no, not yet. But one day he said, Mr. Lake, I feel today that if I had just a little help in my faith, that my spirit will go through into God. And I went on my knees beside him, joined my heart with his, and voiced my prayer to God. And as we prayed, the Spirit of the Lord overshadowed our soul. And presently I found myself not kneeling under the tree, but moving gradually away from the tree, some 50 or 100 feet. My eyes gradually opened, and I witnessed such a scene as I had never witnessed before. A multitude of demons, like a flock of sheep. The Spirit had come upon me, upon him also. And he rushed ahead of me, causing the army of demons. And they were driven back to the hell, or to the place from whence they come. Behold, beloved, the next morning, when we awoke, the epidemic of fever had gone. This is the power of God. God destroying Satan. That is the power of prayer. That is the power of prayer. That the whole city, 350, you know, in length, miles in length, every people were dying. Left, right, and center. But this man said, prayer will do the game. Prayer will push back the army of, of, of demons. And he prayed. First day, second day, third day. He continued to pray until late joined him in prayer. And behold, God opened their eyes and they saw swarm of beasts in the cloud. They started cursing them, commanding them to go. The next morning, no more plague. Now you see what Satan does. You now understand the trick of Satan. But somebody will say, oh, God plagued them. It wasn't God. It was the enemy. The enemy is at it. The enemy hates you. Plane crashes, accident, mishaps in the river, all kinds of atrocities. It is Satan, the enemy of your, of your soul and the enemy of God. There are also characters of oppression, characteristics of oppression. 
things in somebody's life, whether a Christian or an unbeliever, it doesn't matter. What matters is if the yoke is not broken, you have it there. These are things in somebody's life that when you see, it becomes a telltale sign that there is smoke, that something, a personality is in the background causing this atrocity. So we're going to talk about so there are evil spirits that they work in their life to oppress, to suppress, to repress, to obsess, to do all kinds of things, different kinds of things. In Isaiah 54 and 11, I'll just look at the A part of it. Isaiah 54 11. It says, Oh, thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted. Behold, I will lay your stone with, with sapphire, and your, and your foundation with your stones with fair colors, and your foundations with sapphire. He said, don't forget, oh thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted. Afflicted, tossed with tempest, not comforted. When there is a demon spirit in the background, drawing strings, pulling strings, doing all kinds of things, you are tossed with tempest. You are afflicted. You are tossed here and there. You are not, there is no peace in your life. Now, when you are a child of God, you have to look at the telltale signs. You have to see, is this the cause? When you know the cause, then you can zero in on that cause and destroy that power in the name of Jesus Christ. If you don't know the cause, it will begin to linger longer than you ever expected. And nothing will happen. You are still tormented. You are still caged in. You still tremble. You still are tossed here and there. But praise the Lord. This day is the day of deliverance. I said, this day is the day of deliverance. There was a woman in Luke 13. A woman that was bowed down over. Daughter of Abraham. When Jesus saw that woman afflicted. The Bible says, it was a spirit, he said it was a spirit of infirmity. The woman could not, you know, raise herself this way. She was bowed completely, bent down double over. Jesus saw her. And then the woman said, you are healed of your infirmity. He said it was a spirit of infirmity. Doctors will call it a different name. But Jesus, the Lord of Lords, the role model, he that knows all there is to know, he says that this is a spirit of infirmity. There are spirits behind all kinds of sickness, all kinds of atrocities. The devil will want to make sure you oppose the, 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 the the things of God, the purpose of God in your life, the plans of God in your life. And so he wants to make sure that even if you're saved, in your emotional life, something is there. In your health, something is there. You're troubled here and there. You're tormented. You're, you're, you're not comforted. But I want to say that there is deliverance for the captives. There is deliverance to the captives in the name of Jesus Christ. So demons are busy carrying out all kinds of atrocities. Now, I want to start with this. There are times that you have covenants that have not been broken. There are times that you may not even know what your great-grandfathers have done. Or what you did, you must have forgotten when you were still in the coven of idol worship and all kinds of things. You were playing with Catholicism and all that. And you didn't know. Or sometimes you are so, you are so clean, you love the Lord. But because your great-grandfathers, they've done something. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, verse, verse 7, it says that when Melchizedek... Melchizedek met Abraham. Abraham gave him gifts. And Melchizedek, the Bible says that Melchizedek blessed Abraham. And the Bible says by implication, even Levi that was not born of the fourth generation had been blessed. He was not born, but because his father obeyed the Lord, the blessing was there. Now, when our great-grandparents obeyed the devil and served the devil, the curse is also there. And that curse must be broken. And that's why some people have sleepless nights, all kinds of atrocities, near success syndrome, anger that is raging, like lion, like tiger. It comes upon you and you can not hold back yourself. It is when you are finished destroying things that you say, oh, I did this, God have mercy. And all the time, you spend time confessing sin, asking God to forgive you, rather than praying prayers that will penetrate the heavens. I want to tell you that there is deliverance to the captives. I want to tell you that there is deliverance to the captives. Now, that is what we call poltergeist attack. Poltergeist is a German word for noisy ghosts. There are houses in a man and elsewhere as well, a man is not secluded, elsewhere, where there is a feast, a field day for demons. 
making all kinds of noise, ensuring that the inhabitants don't rest. You just hear a sound there, and in the ceiling there's a sound, and somebody bangs the, the, the roof, and somebody pulls your, a, a bed here and there, and all kinds of things. Paul suggests attack. Now, there are demons that have been assigned to a particular place. Maybe the place where the building was built, it was a place that was used for sacrifices, terrible atrocious sacrifices to demon spirits and all that. And the builder didn't know, he went and sighted his building there. And the, 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 the demons are saying, this is our territory. And except the children of God moves into that territory and destroys that power, that thing will still linger and will still want to torment. But against attack. There are haunted houses. Haunted houses. Houses where people cannot stay. Your window just vibrates. It's not wind. No wind is even blowing. You are sleeping and something comes to touch your leg. And you open your eyes. There's nobody there. You're sleeping. I'm telling you. I'm telling you factual things now. You're sleeping and somebody comes. Your table was in this direction. They have shifted it the other way. Do you know that there are houses, people have gone, especially white men, they've gone to live in those houses. The next day, they run out. I know if a particular place, they, they, they prepared food in the kitchen. And they went to, the, to their parlor. As they were coming, the food was coming on its own. They ran. They ran. That was the end of their stay in that house. Haunted houses. Haunted houses. In such cases, sometimes the building was built with blood money. All kinds of sacrifice. Idol worship. And the demons are there. The covenant has been broken. And they are there to, to, to revenge and to make sure that nobody stays in that place. He will not collect money from this place. There are houses very close. There's one close to where I live. Haunted houses. Nobody could even stay there. There are people who have real problems. Even in the church. Even here as we speak. They see all kinds of apparition. Black woman, clothed in black with long hair and all kinds of things. They just see and the thing disappears and fear comes upon them. And all of a sudden, their business, their prayer life, everything is just watered down. Things that God has delivered them from, it comes back again. Haunted houses. That is what we call incubus and succubus. Incubus, succubus attack. Now, incubi, in the plural, is a case where a woman is tormented by a demon spirit. The demon spirit says, this is my wife. And so he goes in the dreams of the night to want to choke her. And she see a heavy thing upon her. She could not lift herself. She could not do anything. Sometimes he wants to molest her even sexually. And then the next day, everything, that prayer life, anger that was not there begins to come in. The man is the same. In the case of the man, it's called succubus. Plural is succubi. And see, people are so tormented in their lives. Things are happening that they don't even understand what is happening to me. God, I've prayed. You need to go for deliverance. You need to ask God for his mercy. You need to go through the means of prayer, of fasting, of prayer, of, the, of worship songs to break that power of Satan. I want to tell you, it does not mean you have to run away from there. Don't forget, Dagon had a temple. The ark of God was moved into the house of Dagon. Dagon fell down flat there. He broke his neck. He broke his arm. You are the ark of God. You represent God. You represent the God of the ark. You will stand solid. And say in the name of Jesus Christ I stand here. And I claim this place. And no power will ever come. And you command those power to get out. And it shall be full compliance instanter. That is what we call ceiling syndrome. In a spirit life, whenever you begin to, you are happy, you are praying, you are so, God is blessing you, and then it's as though somebody is climbing, climbing a mountain. You get to somewhere, you hit, you come down. And when you come down like that, all kinds of things in your life, anger, prayerlessness, you cannot even read the Bible. You cannot lay hands on what you did. You did not even commit sin. What really happened? Stealing syndrome. Satan had put a ceiling that because this one, I could not restrain him from serving the Lord. So he will not develop spiritually. He will not go any further than this ceiling. And so you go, 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 happy, you know, worshipping God, 
everything good, children, wife, family, you hit, you come down again. And then you begin to struggle, almost backsliding. And you hear the message of God in the church. And then you are rekindled again. And then you start climbing. You start climbing. You get to that place, you hit the ceiling, you come back. Ceiling syndrome. All of you say, ceiling syndrome. Say one more time, ceiling syndrome. God will take away the ceiling. I say, God will take away the ceiling. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Most times when such thing happens, maybe you have gone through deliverance, and all of a sudden, Satan knowingly ensures that there is quarrel between the husband, between the wife, everything begins to happen. And you say, oh, did God not deliver me? What is happening? God has delivered you. Stand on your ground and command that you to go. Command that you to go in the name of Jesus. There is no power over you. There is no power at all. Many people are suffering from ceiling syndrome. Many people, they cannot rise up spiritually. They cannot grow spiritually. Something is wrong. They see that something is wrong. What can I do? And they struggle. And they, they think, okay, let me try to pray. Let me. And sometimes they want to read the Bible. They are tired. They kneel down to pray. They sleep off. And while they even sleep, something comes to press them again. Something comes to press them. And they, they wake up. And they say, God, what is happening? That power will be broken in the name of Jesus. That power will be broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That is what we call family failure syndrome. Family failure syndrome. Nobody in the family amounts to anything. The father failed in business, failed in academics, failed in marriage. The son, the same. The great-grandparent, the same thing. Everybody linked to that family is going through this kind of filial syndrome. The only one that has given his life to Christ, that's you know, struggled to get a job, maybe you know, man here, everybody is looking to him. I have this problem. I have that problem. He does not have rest. They are pulling him down. Crab allergy. You cannot go up. They just want to pull you down. Until you go back to their status and all of you are now struggling again. That power is going to be broken. That power is going to be broken in the name of Jesus. That's what we also call perennial or psychic sickness and family infirmity. Because of the covenant your great-grandfather made with a demon spirit because he wants to acquire power. Because he wants to, you know, have riches. And because he did that, he now, he now see that from time to time, either his left eye is blind, and the son's own is blind, the great grandfather, they have a kind of sickness that depicts that family and goes through the family line. Goes through the family line. Sometimes barrenness. Nobody gives birth. Sometimes ineligibility syndrome. Nobody, nobody. They are so beautiful, everything. The women, wonderful. No man wants them for marriage. And even if they get married, they are so beaten. Why? Because in the spirit realm, they are married, they've been assigned a personality. I want to tell you that there is no personality. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, he is your Lord. That power will be broken. What we are trying to do is to see in your history, in your life, is there any signal, any sign that shows this kind of symptom so that this power can be broken? You must serve God effectively. You are a weapon of war in the hand of God. The Bible says you are battle axes in the hand of God. And as weapon of war, you must rage in battle like battering rams. Break the gates of the enemy. Break the power of Satan. And let there be deliverance in the name of Jesus. That's what we call near success syndrome. Near success phenomenon or near success syndrome. Your own is that each time you're close to success, almost breakthrough, success evades you. Failure comes. Every single person will be considered. It is you that will single out that you cannot be considered. Sometimes with promises, oh, you, your papers are wonderful, your CV is good, there's no way you don't get the job. And after two weeks, they don't even call you. You go back there. They say, they ask you, are you sure you submitted your CV here? The same people that promised you, they are asking you, are you sure your CV is? I don't think. And they tell you, please, please, we are very, we are very busy. Can you, we'll see later. And you go back so discouraged. Near success syndrome. 
near success syndrome. You are almost always getting to a breakthrough, but there is no breakthrough. That power will be broken in the name of Jesus. That power will be broken in the name of Jesus. I had a near success syndrome in which I didn't have a job. I finished my school. My result was okay. We bless God for that. And do you know that each time I would go for an interview, after the interview, the ninth following, I would dream a dream. They would just arraign me before a panel. And then they would ask a question. I want to give the answer to that question. A white man will come and just give one answer. Whether wrong or right, they will just push me away. My God. Another interview came again. The same thing. Third one, the same thing. I said, oh, Satan, I know what you're doing now. I was born again. I said, I know what you're doing now. And I fasted for three days. And I stood there praying, breaking that power. Destroying the arsenal of Satan. And then another interview now came. When that interview came, I went for the interview. The same night, I had a dream. The same white man, they asked me, he came and then he answered and they pushed him away. And I answered and it was correct. 2 a.m. I jumped out of the bed. I was, people would think I was mad. I wasn't mad. I was, it was breakthrough. I was rejoicing in the spirit. And do you know two weeks after, they called me. Two, three places. They called me. I've been employed. What a glorious thing. That power will be broken. That power will be broken. That power will be broken. In the name of Jesus. Near success syndrome. There are those who have frequent and persistent miscarriages. Frequent and persistent miscarriages. The first one come is aborted. The second one come is aborted. I want to tell you, and sometimes you dream in the night and you see yourself with children. When you see yourself in water and you see yourself that you just see blood and the next day that pregnancy is aborted. I want to tell you that it's a power. The Bible says to forgive him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and they love not their life unto the death. This afternoon will overcome Satan, will destroy his power in the name of Jesus. There are those who find themselves in water. All kinds of things happening to them. Violent temper tantrums. Violent anger. Anger that is raging. That is normal anger, which is sin before God. But this anger is catalyzed by a demon spirit. They just saw your weakness. And then they make sure that they feast on your weakness. And so you, are, you rage. You could take a kitchen knife and fling somewhere. Your shooter will be... Going under the table, mommy, mommy. You just say like one man riot squad. Why? The raging demon. It could happen to the man, it could happen to the woman. And when you see that, you see, you are uncontrollable. You cannot control the passion within, the emotion that comes overwhelming you cannot control. And all of a sudden, you die down. You say, Oh, why did I do this? God have mercy. You begin to cry. Violent anger, raging demon. There's unnatural affection and loss. There are people who they go into all kinds of pornography. All kinds of stupid kinds of lasciviousness, the Bible calls it. They see that every single thing in skirt is a wife to them. Even women. It happens to women. It happens to men. They hide and they begin to watch all kinds of dirty, stupid, unprintable things before God Almighty. There is deliverance in the camp. I said there is deliverance in the camp. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Homosexual, lesbian, lesbian. By nature, God has made sure that man is created so that he does not have the love for another man to take him to bed. But when that passion comes upon somebody, a demon spirit is responsible. Homosexual, lesbian for a woman. A demon spirit is responsible. Child molestation. Addiction to food. Terrible addiction. I met a man on the field there. Very fat man. And he told him, he told me that uh, he has cut down on his meal and that he wouldn't be taking lunch and all that. And each time I would go, I say, I'm going for lunch. I say, okay, let me go with you, I think today. And every single day he goes with me. And he eats, and I told him, I said, don't you think something is wrong? He said, no, but I try to control myself, but I think this thing weighs me down. It is not ordinary. Food, some people, five bowls of rice is not enough. Bring more. Bring more. Something is wrong. It goes with cigarettes. Some people, they'll go and hide and smoke somewhere. 
Christians, they will go and hide and take alcohol and come back, brush their mouth and they are laughing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody is dancing. That is not God. I want to say that is deliverance in the, in, the, in the tent. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony, this afternoon will overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb. The Bible says that in him all things consist. He is the head of principality and power. He is your Lord. And because he has finished that on Calvary cross, the Bible says that every ordinance of handwriting against you has been nailed to the cross. You will rise up and you will tell Satan, Satan is not in my life. You don't have authority over me. And when you break that power, the power will not stand. Don't forget, James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourself therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Submit yourself therefore. In other words, in the light of this, in the light of what you are hearing, be obedient to God. Be poured out to God. And the Bible says, resist the devil. Why? Jesus says, I give unto you power. Jesus says, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Jesus says, every tongue that rises against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Why? Your righteousness is of him. When you rise up, that power is going to be broken. When you, you go to hold your neighbor, and you're going to tell God, Father, I need deliverance. And after this also, we're going to have a deliverance session. Not today. We're going to, in, in the future, time, maybe in one week, another one week. And those who you know, believe that there's something in their life, that they need help, and that that thing should be broken, I will, I will ask them to come also. But I want to tell you that it's deliverance to the captives. I want to tell you that Jesus is here. His blood is mighty. His blood will break every yoke. His blood destroyed Satan. That same blood is effective over you. And you're going to open your mouth, you're going to get up, and that the hand of God shall be upon you, rest upon you. And that God will do justice and judgment to every alien spirit in your life. Everything that honors not his life, your life, shall be broken today. Can you open your mouth and begin to pray? Because we don't have time. We just cannot pray for people. But I want to tell you, the Bible says, when a strong man keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him, he shall take from him all the armor wherein he trusted, and he shall divide his spoil. He shall divide his spoil. He shall divide his spoil. Jesus said, He that is not with me is against me. He that gathers not with me shall scatter. That is the scattering. That is the demolition. That is the power that comes upon you. That is the glory cloud that comes upon you. Destroying every yoke of darkness. Destroying every power of Satan. Every experience that you go through. Everything that holds you bound. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and do judgment, brother. Don't just sit there. Open your mouth and speak to that power. Speak to that power. It could be in your ministry. You're not going forward. You don't understand what is happening. But there is a God in heaven that answers prayer. The God that is all God. The God that is self-existent. The mighty one of Jacob. The holy one of Israel. The one that says, I am your exceeding rewarder. I am your great rewarder. He will reward you today with salvation, with deliverance, with massive breakthrough, with open heavens. The God of Jericho is your, is your God. The God of Israel is your God. Mighty in power, doing wonders, He is your God. We give you praise, Father. We adore your name, blessed Holy Spirit. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Great Jehovah. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, I pick up a lamentation against the prince of the power of the air. Satan, I come against you in the name of Jesus. I confront you with the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus. The Bible says, overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Open, close your eyes, close your eyes, don't play. But you overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Therefore, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come against every power. I come against the siege of darkness. Those laboring in pain, the yoke of darkness and of slavery. I command that the hand of God shall be upon you now. I destroy the power of Satan. I command every experience that is odd and grotesque to come out of your life in the name of Jesus. Every weapon that is not of God will not touch you. The Lord shields you with the armor of light. 
your his power is upon you. Every siege is broken. Every near source of syndrome is broken. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of anger I command you by the finger of God. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Go in Jesus' name. What a mighty God we serve. What a great Jehovah we serve. Who is like unto him? Mighty in battle. Great to deliver. Doing wonders. His name is Ehaya Asha The Elohi better. The mighty one of Jacob. The son of, Je- of Jesse. is forever our God. We give you praise and adoration. Thank you Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand. He's mighty in battle. He has fought on our behalf. He has broken every fetter. He has broken every yoke. He has set us free. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of us are free this afternoon? Yes, every yoke has been broken. And we are completely free. Father, we want to thank you because indeed you are a God of deliverance. Lord, you have seen our plight and you have come down to deliver us. And Lord, this deliverance shall be permanent. In every one of our lives it shall be permanent. We will go in the fullness of liberty in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, your name will be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Brethren, I want to tell you something. God has given us power. He has not just set us free this afternoon. He has given us power. Have you received the power? You need to go out of here in assurance that you have become a tool of deliverance. Jesus has given you power. I I want you to really receive it. Jesus has given you power. I have power, Jesus gave me power, Jesus gave me power over Satan. I have power, Jesus gave me power, Jesus gave me power over Satan. Amen. We will go in this might and the kingdom of darkness will be pulled down. In your home, in your office, wherever you step, demons will flee. You have become untouchable. The fire of the Holy Ghost is about you. And the devil doesn't want to come near fire. Everybody say, I am fire. I am fire. I am fire. I am untouchable. Bless the name of the Lord. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go in the power of the Lord.